Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 what's poppin'? You currently locked in with the coldest podcast in the land. I'm your boy, B. Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Darnell, a.k.a. D-Nice, a.k.a. Big Smitty. And where we at again, Bolo? Y'all know we in a place to be. So tell a friend to tell a friend to grab a drink and pull up, because this is the porch. Shut up on the porch. That was where it all began. Had to put it work. Every day we got it in. We chased all our dreams, and now they can't believe it. We make it look easy. We achieving everything we need. Now we undefeated. If we link, no, it's only business. If we get to speak and leave them speechless. I did things for free, but now it costs to see me. When you see me. Let's get it. Yes, we got a, We got another good one right here, man. How you doing, bro? Yes. We got it. Bro, I've been waiting for this one all week, for a I couple know. weeks. It's, and it's only right. I think it's the perfect time to have this guest on, seeing where we are right now with just sports, just your hometown, you know what I mean? Your city. You know, it's only right. It's, it, only it's, right. it's almost your city now. You've been here it, long. It, You've it been in almost, that long enough. It is almost my city. But I'm I'm such a Chicago guy that I really just can't let it go just yet. Okay. So maybe if the Colts win the championship, Pacers win the championship, maybe I'll just jump on jump on the, the Hoosier train. Nah, but. nah, nah. You got to you gotta hop on before. You can't hop on. Right, you can't right. wait till the success comes. You got to go through the struggle. Look, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to admit that I can be a bandwagon. All right. <laughs> Just like I was a close bandwagon, I quickly jumped off that train. But we'll get it. We'll get to that uh, later in the show. So, yes, yes. Let's get to our special guest today, man. Big time guest. She's a journalist, a sports anchor, reporter, currently working at WTHR, Channel 13 News in my hometown, Indianapolis, the very talented Taylor Tannebaum. Welcome to the porch. Thank you so much. I'm excited to pull up today. You guys, that was a really warm welcome. Okay, I've been, I, like I have to say, I've been waiting all week. I know we had some scheduling snafus last yeah. week. So I'm happy to be here now. There might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From score totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Again, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's just not football. Bet online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Awesome. Of course, awesome. of course. How, how are you doing? Before we even get into it, how are you doing? How's life for you? 2022, you know, still early in the year. How are you feeling right now? I can't believe January is almost over, which is nuts, but I'm doing good. Seriously. I can't complain. Got a lot to be excited about. Mm-hmm. Football's over, so we kind of transitioned into basketball life, some other stuff. Yes. Um, it's cold as hell, but <laughs> we're surviving. I can't complain. Life is good. I heard the wind chill yesterday. I was talking to my mom earlier this morning. I heard it was like negative eight or something like that yesterday. Yeah, and then you have to walk a dog. It's terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, it's getting, 
It was like sixty five out here in LA, and I thought it was cold. So I guess yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm we soft now. LA, look, good LA lifestyle. You just changed on us, bro. And the heat, yeah. you don't even know what a coat is anymore. I ain't got no boots no more. I, I still keep a pair, a pair of my Tims now. I got I got a that's, pair of black Tims in there just in case. You gotta keep one pair, but um, that's fair. But yeah, let's jump. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Football season, you know, it's, it's towards the end. It's over for our Colts, unfortunately. Obviously, you covered the Colts all year. Um, that just gets straight to it. What went wrong for the Indianapolis Colts? Because, like, I was so pissed off, Taylor. We went, I think, 10 of, like, our last games, one of, like, an eight and two stretch. We were rolling, winning games. And then right at the end of the season, we lose against the Raiders and then the damn Jaguars. Jaguars. What Ooh. happened? Educate the porch, please. You know, I wish I had a better explanation than to just say the season didn't really get off to a great start. And yeah. I think... I think that set the tone for a lot of it. And while I think that they were able to dig themselves out of a hole, the hole was already a little bit too deep. And while they were Mm. right there staring down the barrel, able to, you know, capture, uh, you know, a playoff berth, I think that Raiders loss really, really hurt them Um, in terms of confidence, in terms of unity. um, Mm. I do think that COVID – I don't want to say the illness part played a factor because I think they were healthy enough. I think it was missing time. I think there was so much debate internally on some of the leaders not being vaccinated and some of them, you know, being vaccinated and how that kind of played a role. I think there was, I don't want to say between the players, there was division, but you heard, you know, higher ups talking and, and, you know, that trickles down to the players. Um, So I just think there was a little bit of a disconnect the whole season. And I just think it didn't get off on, on a good foot with Carson Wentz, you know, getting hurt and missing some time early. Um, and then from there on out, it was just, uh, it starts at the quarterback position, if you ask me. Come on now. She's and, keeping it real. She's keeping it real. I'm going to keep it real with you. I think it starts at the quarterback position. I just, I don't think um, it, it panned out the exact way they wanted them to. I think people figured them out late. Um mm-hmm. And I just think that towards the end of the season, there was a little bit of a disconnect between coaching staff, players, um, and the way things were rolling. And, and to be honest with you, I think maybe this was this needed to happen only because mm. I don't think, even though they can say at the beginning of the season that this is a championship roster, and I think there are parts of it, um, there's still it just proved there is still a lot to be fixed. And and you better start now uh, before right. before you even regress even further. Hundred percent. Now. Seeing that we're on the Carson Wentz subject, <laughs> is is he the answer? Is he the is he there for the long term with the no. coach, or should they start? Oh, she she answered that right away. She said no. <laughs> I, I just don't see him. You know, I know he has another year on his contract at least uh, for him to for, fulfill, and I wouldn't be surprised if they stick with him just because the market is very weird. Right, um, and you can try to bring in a couple of other pieces that will stay there, whether you switch out the quarterback or not in years to come. Uh, some playmakers, a tight end, a wide receiver. You can bring in some some pieces to surround Carson Wentz with. Maybe next season, if you stick with him, and and it'll only elevate you. And if Carson isn't the answer, you can then move on and some right. other pieces. Um, but I believe when Chris Ballard and Jim Mercy say they're going to look at every avenue here, they are really look. They're not. That's not just a cliche saying. Right. Um, if you read between the lines, in my opinion, of Chris Ballard, the general manager's end of season press conference, there was no vote of confidence. Not um, none at all. <laughs> none. And and he never outright said, like, he did say Carson did some good things. Of course he did. There were times in the season where he did do some good things. Yeah. Um, he's not, you know, the worst quarterback in the league. He's far from that. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that there was no vote of confidence in the fact that like we are committed to this guy and we, we want to see it through. Uh, you heard the, the Giants come out the other day saying, you know, we've been putting Daniel Jones in really bad situations. We're going to stick with him. Right, right. Yep. Boy, you know, you got to see it through. They're going to see it through because they trust him. You heard none of that here. Um, and I just think that maybe they're hearing some things internally from important players. Maybe, I don't know, they feel like they could do better uh, at that position. I think you need to get feedback from the guys on your team who are, who are you know, pillars of your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but I think they really will evaluate every avenue. I don't know where they would go. Maybe a Russell Wilson. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers is super far-fetched. I was going to ask you that question. Like, do we got a chance at A-Rod? I know I'm wishful thinking. I mean, I want to say yes. But then again, it's like, there are still a lot of other key pieces missing. And why would you, if yeah. the Packers sign Devontae Adams again, and you have an Aaron Jones, why, why the heck would you leave that to come here? It's not like right. you have better, you have equivalent playmakers here and, and you get out of the environment. Like, True. I don't think that there's anything here except for the fact that. MVP uh, running back, O-line. And that's the one thing I will say is that people are like, you know, why would anyone come to Indy because of the market, Right. I understand it's not a flashy market and it's a little bit different than the NBA. It doesn't really work like that in the NFL. Um, But you do have every quarterback wants a running back like a Jonathan Taylor and every quarterback wants an offensive line like the Colts potentially have on paper. They have to continue. They need a left. I think they need a fix at left tackle uh, with the whole Eric Fisher deal. But uh, people will want to come because of Jonathan Taylor and the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a big name. That's why I think A-Rod's a little far-fetched. But I could see like a Russell Wilson potentially being interested, at least. The only thing about Russell Wilson is that I feel like there's a lot of rumors that, you know, he's married to a superstar Sierra. And I keep hearing these big market. He wants a big market. So it's like he might want to go to New York. I don't know. I don't know where he would go. But in terms of like if you want to win now and have an opportunity to win now, if I'm a quarterback, a Russell Wilson or A-Rod, I think the coach give you a chance. I'm not saying it's like a home run. But you have defense was solid this year. One and of the, the top AFC O line, AFC South. What about, the, what about the receiving core? Though I hear, I hear the, the 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 depth chart is looking pretty thin right now at receivers. Though I think a lot of quarterbacks want to figure out who they'll throw to. I, I think that's fair, yeah, that's and I fair. think that any quarterback who wants to come here wants more playmakers. You have it in the backfield. There's no question. You have Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines is great. Yeah. Um, you want to you know dump it off yeah. and hand it off to him. That's great. You're you're fine there. Um, but they definitely do. I think Pittman is, is great for the future, but you don't know what you really have. Harris Campbell, when he comes back, he's great when he's healthy. Yeah. And you want him to be great, but you need some answers there. And I think before they solve that and they get a big name to come here, I just don't know any scenario right now that's going to have the Colts in the Super Bowl next year, whether it's Carson or anybody else. Right. But I do think long-term, it's not Carson. 100%. And I think too, like when you're starting to build like a consistent like franchise where like you're consistently good year in and year out, mm-hmm. you got to start putting those pieces together, you know, now to start building for the future. Um, you know, I think right now, one good thing about the coaches is they have been in those conversations the last couple of years of potentially getting there. Right. Yep. But it's always been a couple plays or, you know, just a couple bad streaks uh, that are just, you know, quickly just count them out, you know, right away. So I think for me, it's like when I'm looking at the AFC, I'm like, if we can find a quarterback that can play like a Josh Allen or, uh, you know, Mahomes or a Joe Burrow, you know, I just think at this point right now, you know, I don't want to go year to year, but, you know, I don't think Carson Wentz really match up, you know, match up well with those type of quarterbacks. Um, I just think, you know, Indy, obviously Indy's Indy, but they need a good quarterback to sit here, you know what I mean, in this market 
to make it make sense for us to actually get to, you know, AFC championship and, but, but, you know, Super yeah. Bowl. It's tough, though. Like, I mean, how many Josh Allens and Mahomes are out there, though? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I mean, Josh I feel Allen's you. in Wyoming. I mean, you may, you may find – it's a diamond in the rough. You may find them. You, you never know. But and even the, – the, the problem is you get those in the draft. And yes, you don't yeah. have a first-round pick this year. True. Um, and you kind of got to figure out where you go from there. You can keep bringing in Band-Aids. And, and Chris Ballard even said that. He doesn't want to keep right. Band-Aiding the situation. And I do think they're a quarterback away, but but with an asterisk, like, and a couple of playmakers away. <laughs> right, right, right. Like you can bring in quarterbacks, but you do need a playmaker. You need a, hot, a DeAndre Hopkins-type player. You need mm-hmm. one of these kind of guys, at least one. You have the running back, but where is your other playmakers? Like, Michael Pittman's good, but he's not there. He's really good. And, right, and he, right. he'll get there. This was only year two. Um, I just think about it often, and I know we've stopped talking about it, but I just think, man, if Andrew Luck didn't retire, oh. it, and it's painful to say, yes. but it really, and I, I, I understand his decision. I respect it. I will never bash him for making man. a personal decision, but it set this organization back. It yeah, definitely yeah. did because you had to maneuver a lot of other pieces now, spend money elsewhere, um, focus your attention elsewhere. If he would have, I would, could see them being in playing this weekend still if he were here. If, oh, I forgot. Man, That's we had fact. Andrew Luck with this same roster. Yeah. We're at least in the AFC championship. Yeah. I'm not saying we're winning, but we're in the AFC championship. In the conversation, man. Andrew Luck had us going 11 to 5, 11 to 5, like with the average team. Yeah. And yeah. he was getting, he was getting, to- that's when our old line wasn't even that good yet. He was getting hit and sacked so many times and was still winning games. Oh man. Terry, I think about it often because we don't talk about it much anymore, but when you stop and think about it, um, I'm not, you're not, you can't necessarily be surprised. The Colts are kind of in, in the scenario that they're in a little bit in limbo because yeah, definitely did a number on them for sure. And I respect it. I understand it, but yep. yeah, it definitely uh, hurt them. You're gonna have me crying on the porch today, man. You're gonna have me crying <laughs> on the porch. But nah, we definitely appreciate that that knowledge from you, man. But let's let's dive into to you. Let's dive into Taylor and your journey. Cause just doing research and learning more about you. I think you have a very interesting, you know, journey and a lot of people can learn from it. So let's go back to the, the early years. So you're originally from Florida, South Florida, um, a, a place that a lot of people go to to vacate and you know have fun and turn up. So this what was life like growing up in Florida? So yeah, I'm from Fort Lauderdale, like a little burb of Fort Lauderdale is called Plantation. Um, And it was, that's all I ever knew. So, (laughs) you know, I was still like 20 minutes away from the beach, Um, Mm. but it was, you know, I loved growing up in South Florida. All my friends are still, most of them still live there because why would you ever leave? Um, My (laughs) family's all still down there, but you know, it was like normal life. I went to the beach often. You're always outside. You play sports year round because of that. Um, you, it's just, it's a great place to live. The culture is unmatched only because, you know, there's so much, you know, that's what I've learned along the way as I moved to Alabama and then I moved to Indiana and culture is just different Mm than all those other places. Like, you know, I was home recently for Christmas and I was riding bikes on the boardwalk with my mom at Hollywood beach. Mm -hmm. And along the way you see different, you said like an Ethiopian restaurant, a Greek restaurant, uh, just a bunch of different, and you hear different music. You hear, you know, Spanish music, you'd hear all this. And I, I said to her, I was like, man, the culture is just different. Yeah. You know, and I loved that about it because you yeah. get a little bit of everything down there. Now, granted, the whole state of Florida is a little nuts, but <laughs> the portion, you know, of West Palm South is where I'm from. So it's not, right. it's not the same as all crazy Florida. 
Right. It's funny you said that because I feel like every time if I'm scrolling on Instagram, at least once a week, I hear some random crazy, crazy ass story story. and it's always in Florida somewhere. Florida. Yeah, I don't claim it. I don't claim it. It's a lot less <laughs> crazy when you the West Palm South. It's a lot less crazy. What I'm about to say right now, it might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing, too. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now, you can invest just like the GOAT with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso. And even greater, art price outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 1992 and 2021. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest just like the GOAT. Go to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe and see important disclosures at masterworks.lo slash disclaimer. Go to masterworks, y'all, and invest like the GOAT. Got you. I got you. So you mentioned, obviously, you know, growing up, you're playing sports all the time, being outside. When did you really fall in love with sports? Is there a particular moment or anything that like stands out where you're like, okay, I like I, I love this shit? I just like I've always loved sports. Like I, I was always a little bit of a tomboy growing up. I always played sports. I really grew up playing my main sport was soccer. Nice. Um, just because yeah. that's what you a lot of, you know, in Florida, that's really a big soccer is a big deal. It's grown a lot here in Indy. Yeah. Um so that's really what I grew up doing. So I was just always outside, you know, running around at Piggy, whatever, you know. Normal. I was always an outdoors person. My dad owned sports memorabilia stores growing up. Yeah. They were called the sports arena. So we had season tickets to everything. You know, he would have, he would have autograph sessions on Saturdays inside the malls where you'd have like big names come. And I was young. I was little. I was, you know, two, three, four, five, six years old when he was doing this. But right. um, we had season tickets. So I grew up going to heat games and dolphin games. That's just what I knew. You know, it was like regular. It was no normal day for you. Right. Yeah. We got <laughs> subs on the way to the Dolphins game. That was our Sunday. You know, that's just what we did. Um, so I've always loved it. You know, my dad was into it. My mom's also into sports. She didn't necessarily play anything like that, but she's always been a fan. My brother, too. You know, he he grew up playing sports, my younger brother. So it was just always I've always loved it. And even in high school, like I could always talk with the guys about it. And they were always like, well, that's crazy. And, then, you know, in high school, we had a girls flag football team. It's a title nine sport down there. Um, so it's had like state championship and everything. It's very mm-hmm. normal. Um, so I was always on that, you know, it was just, I've always loved sports and how it unifies people and, and it makes you happy. Like, it's just, I yeah. mean, aside from like you mentioning Andrew Luck retiring for the most part, you get really happy. Right. And yeah, right. that was just always something that I just think it's such a great unifier and it's always just been my thing. I That's agree. cool. And, and I, like you said, like growing up and, and seeing so many different athletes, it almost becomes like almost like the norm for you. Right. But I guess, you know, being in that in that space, I guess, who are some of like your favorite athletes to see? Like, oh, this is, you know, so and so are, you know, oh, my God, like I can't believe like I'm in the same room with, you know, <laughs> this person. Right. So it's funny because as you do this job, you get really desensitized to it because you realize yep. like y'all are just normal people. Like you guys, football, like you guys played football, like at the end of the day, it's just like you're just like an average person, but still like there are certain people like Dwayne Wade is obviously my ultimate. Nice. Um, love him so much. I would I, probably freak out if I, I have not been in a room with him. I would probably freak out. We got to set that up. We got to set that up. Um, 
Yeah. Love him so much. You know, growing up, I was a big, like Jason Taylor fan um, mm-hmm. for the dolphins. And Miguel. I, I know his sister. Shout, shout out to Joy Taylor. I'm friends with his sister. Yes. She's, a yeah. um, I love what she's done in this sports media space. Um, uh, also, I mean, who else? Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Willis. You know, mm. I, 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 Dontrell Willis, I've told him before, like, you're you're my childhood idol. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, you're an adult now, but like, when I was growing up, he was my idol. Hey. Yeah. Um, so those are some people that I like, you know, if in a room with them, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> still to this day. Because right. I mean, we all have those childhood heroes that meant something right. to growing up. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. I love that. So obviously you mentioned you and your dad would, every week would, would go to some type of game together. And that was your time spent, you know, kind of that quality time you spent with yeah. your father. Is there a certain game that you went to, whether it's a D-Way game winner or a crazy Dolphins game that just like a certain moment with you and your father that, like, that you always kind of hold to your heart? Yeah, I guess it's not really a game, but I will say like so many, so many. Like I remember going to Dan Marino's cel- retirement celebration at the stadium. Damn. Oh man! And I want to say like Hootie and the Blowfish played a concert. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember crying. Like why was I crying? But everyone <laughs> else was really emotional, so I was. I remember exactly where we were sitting. But the one, the couple of things that stand out to me is when the Marlins won the World Series. I think it was two thousand one or three. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad pulled my brother and I out of school and went to the parade in Miami. Damn! And then I think we went to go eat at like Flanagan's after. Ooh. Um, so that's like one thing I remember. And then there was also a time he pulled us out of school when the Stanley Cup was in town. Um, at the Panthers arena, Florida Panthers arena. And so you got to go take pictures with the cup. I have that picture somewhere, but those, those are what I remember. Like we got pulled out of school to go do those things. Um, Hey, ain't nothing like getting pulled out of school to do do some fun stuff. Like what? Yeah. So those, those were some, those were some of the cooler, the cooler moments for sure. Nice. Nice. So, I mean, obviously now, you know, you're a superstar b- broadcaster and journalist, you know. She's um, like, she's like, please. Far from ah. it. Man, listen, we told, we <laughs> give people right. their flowers on here. You hey, are why, a star. Why are you here? We letting you know. We're telling look, you right now. Can't come to the porch, Taylor. We letting you know. Look, you're a superstar. Everybody, yeah, everybody, say it again. Everybody can't hey, come everybody to the porch. Everybody can't come to the porch. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm lucky. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, right now you're doing your thing on the broadcasting and and journalist side. But, you know, you mentioned growing up, you know, you're like, hey, I'm a tomboy. I love sports, you know, um, play soccer, softball, cheer, was a gymnast. I guess out of all those sports, you know, I guess what what do you consider, you know, your favorite sport being? What what were you best at? Well, I loved soccer. That was like my favorite sport. And I was really good at it growing up. But then when you get to middle school, you have to play travel. Um, And you just, you know, people start getting into travel, like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Mm, My parents never put me in travel. My dad worked weekends. So it would have been really hard for my mom to have me, my brother, and it would just be too much. Um, So I never played travel soccer. So I kind of plateaued uh, while everyone else elevated. And I was always very good, but it just never amounted to anything. So I played high school soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, There were, I played, uh, there were times like I rode the bench a lot. I'm not even going to lie, but I would always come in for a spark. Um, but in flag football, I was all district team. I'm going crazy. I was an all, I was an all district cornerback. Okay. I was was locking shit up, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) What? You was, you was locking them up at at cornerback. I can find you a picture of that for sure. Um, but my big thing that I always, is I loved cheerleading more than anything in the world when I was young. 
And I was pretty good at it. And I, they finally signed me up for competitive cheer. And then seventh grade came around and being from South Florida, you have a lot of Jewish friends. Mm. I am half Jewish myself. So um, in seventh grade, I found out, you know, all my competitions are on weekends and I was going to have to miss all of my friends bought mitzvahs. Oh, and I told my parents I quit and they were like, you're not quitting. We just paid a lot of money for this. And I was like, I'm quitting. And then I quit and I never went back to cheerleading. (laughs) And that's that. (laughs) And I, when I went to high school, it was a new high school. I went to like a different high school than my middle school. So I didn't cheer there because I was like too nervous to try out. So that was the end of my cheerleading career. And I did a little bit in college for like my sorority. There was like philanthropy events. And that's just my one regret is I wish I never quit cheerleading because I loved it so much. Mm. So I got to ask you, so, all right, were you like up on the, like being held up? Was you doing the backflips? Like, I was a base. You... Okay. The base. base. So okay. I held him up. So yeah, she's I, strong. Like she's a football player. So she in the, yeah, okay. She, okay. Come on now. Yeah. I'm five foot two now. So people think I was maybe a flyer, but I was not, I was, when I was growing up, I was always like the bigger girl, like not tall, but like I was always built a little thicker a bit, than, yeah, you know okay, yeah. there's some meat on the bones <laughs> um so yeah I was a base and, and it was fun it was just so much fun and right. that, that is my one that is my one regret here's my oh the stands that's toe a great stand. you see the toe to heel ratio right there toe to heel she got she got she the back going to angle we got oh the front sprayed with a little pre-wrap headband Ooh. going crazy you no know, here we are pulling flags oh yeah Oh man, I like yes. Taylor was see, a dog. Taylor, it's, it's so crazy. See, out in Indy, um, shout out to CCA. Uh, I was on the flag. I was doing some flag a couple years ago. Damn, I could have hit you up. We could have been out here going crazy. Call me. Oh, remember the flag? Yeah, we was on the flag football. So before I moved out, remember I messed my knee up. That's when I was yeah. out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> Darnell, look, Darnell came out there first day and flag, you know, and you know, and tore herself up. One game, one and done, man. So. Man. They're not built like they used to be. Those, those <laughs> joints and muscles. Yeah, no, seriously. It was, a, it was those first years after we got done playing balls, like playing football Ooh. at Ball State. And like, I ain't gonna lie, I, I blew up. I was just eating, mm, still living. We were still lifting weights heavy, but we yeah, wasn't no doing any cardio. cardio. No, yeah, no movement. I mean, you cut, it was like, nah. Yeah, I just got real big. So, I, so at that time, I think my knee was like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> we can't do that. Oh, uh, but yeah, man. So, um, yeah, let's, let's go to your, you know, your career. Obviously, so for college, you went to Florida State. Yep. Uh, let me ask you this. There's, there's a lot of popular schools in Florida. What made you choose Florida State over, like, you know, USF or the University of Florida? Like, what went into that decision? So ultimately, I wanted to go to Florida. I always grew up a Gator fan. It didn't get in. <laughs> what? Um, which I have no shame in admitting now because I should have gotten in. My, my application, all of my friends got in. I was like the only one. My application was just as good, if not better than half of them. Mm-hmm, right. my friends. Sorry, shout out to my friends, but <laughs> just keeping it real. <laughs> and um, I appealed it. They still said no. So I was like, okay, I could either go there or UCF. Like I, I only applied to those three. Gotcha. And I got into UCF in Florida state and I was like, you know what? I don't want to go to UCF. I'd rather go to Florida state. It's farther away. Uh, they have the tradition. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of friends going there as well. So I was like, we're going to Tallahassee. It was the best decision. It ultimately ended up being the best thing for me because, you know, I separated from some of my friends, went into my own sorority, you know, had a blast, Florida State, everything that you think it is. It's that crazy. Um, <laughs> but so much fun. And, you know, with the sports, it was just, it was a great experience. So that's, that's how I ended with seven and a half hours away from home still, but Ooh. still in state. So you still get that in state money. Yeah. Right. Far away. So that was nice. Damn. 
Well, quickly, like I can give us some game. Like obviously FSU, they, they're not they're not the greatest now, but they were at a point notoriously known to always be that top tier, top yeah. twenty five team. You yeah. know, year in year out. Um, what was those environments like? Just being in you know the stadium, you know, playing some of the top teams. Obviously, like some 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 state games, right? Playing you know either UCF, Miami. You know, what was that like? Oh, those Miami FSU games are legit in November. Like they're the real deal. It's crazy in Tallahassee. It's packed. Like when it's a night game and, and everyone's doing the chop, like there's really nothing like it. Mm. And it's the largest brick stadium, I think in the country, maybe brick building. I, one of the two. Yeah. Um, and it, when it's packed, it's something and it's beautiful. Um, it's very nice. And it has that historic feel to it. Um, so those are, those days were fun. I remember traveling to Charlotte for the ACC championship. My, Either my sophomore, I think my sophomore year, maybe my freshman year. Yeah. 2009, 10. It was still EJ Manuel, I think, or Christian Ponder. I think it was still EJ Manuel. We ended up losing to Clemson, I'm pretty sure. Weirdly enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think it was Clemson. We ended up losing that game, but we shouldn't have. Like that year, we should have actually won that game. So that was Uh really sad. Um, but it was always just like the best environment. So much fun. But then when you work in Alabama for five years, um, and you get to go to (laughs) Auburn and Alabama. Every Saturday, Ooh. it's just a different world. Oh, man. What do they call the game? What do they call that game again? The Iron Bowl or something the like Iron that? Bowl. Iron but Bowl. When you go yeah. to those stadiums every Saturday, don't matter who they're playing. It's rocking. 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 It's just it, it's just a different land. Your it's whole facial expression like change when you said when you go to Alabama. It's different. Like, like I will say FSU, the environment's incredible. And, and it's, in my opinion, one of the best in the state, but I've been to a plenty of games in the swamp too, to see Florida. And that's amazing too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's nothing quite like the SEC. That's crazy. That's facts. I tell you, I went to, um, I went to Michigan O state this past, uh, this past year. And that's probably pretty equivalent. Yeah, it, it was, it was crazy. I mean, obviously it was, cold it was snowing so obviously they, it kind of took away the the effect just a little bit but the energy in the place was so crazy like, it was like you know obviously we play you know in the mac you know what i mean so we're not playing in you know in front of 60 70 000 people but we've played against like oklahoma and clemson so we've gotten that feel but being in that environment and just seeing so many people and like people like at the FSU, the Miami, the Michigans, Alabama, they are invested in their team. Like they That's love their team. Like they will literally <laughs> beat your ass. <laughs> like you talking anything about their team. Like it's so crazy how how invested people are in and their teams. Tailgating starts at 8 a.m. It is rowdy. You're lucky if you even make it to the game at that point. Crazy. And people people go, people get weird. She said, get weird. What's, what's the craziest thing or like the weirdest thing you've seen, like during you see, a tailgate or something? You see so many drunk people, half these people, and oh. it's still warm down south. So, like, everyone has their shirts off. They're painted like Miami fans will come. They're painted like half orange, half green. Like, just insane. Like, it's just, just wasted. People are like wasted to go yeah. to these football games. I'm like, just go watch it from your couch. <laughs> For real. Like, I mean, there's times I've gone to games that I don't necessarily remember going to the game. <laughs> right we've all been there Absolutely, <laughs> man so so let me rewind i mean I, I guess a tad bit at what point at fsu did you know you wanted to you know go into like sports broadcasting like, was that just your major from from the jump or did you did you switch your major a couple of times like when, when did you know that's the path you wanted to go i knew since high school i Ooh. did it in high school i did like tv production in high school um shout out ctv Okay. And uh, I always knew I wanted to do sports. I never wanted to do news. I don't like news. I think it's terrible and I hate it. Um, yeah. 
So when I got to FSU, I knew that I wanted to go into there. They didn't have a sports broadcast program like Florida does. They have a big program. It's more media production and you can have to pave your own way. So you have to do internships and uh, there's one sports reporting class that I took four different times on four different course codes. Like I was TA, I was like an elective just to be able to take it because I was the only course they offered. Uh, so I knew going in, like, that's what I wanted to do. And I, I stayed the course and, and that's literally, I mean, that's all I've, that's really all I've ever wanted to do. If I wasn't doing this, maybe I would be a teacher, mm-hmm. um, maybe something in criminal justice reform. But back then it was like strictly, this is all I want to do. Got you. That's interesting. Cause like I meet so many different people, obviously being, you know, in the sports media field myself, uh, like my path was so unique. Cause you know, just come from where I come from, you know, the, like the far East side of Indianapolis, I didn't really see too many people that was on TV and stuff. So for me, it, it just, it just was never a thought. Cause I just never seen it. It, it, it wasn't realistic right. for me in the moment. Um, but like looking back in hindsight and knowing my personality, um, knowing at my high school, we actually had like a, a production, uh, at Great Warren Central. Yeah. yeah. So I, Dub, shout out to Dub CTV. So I, I had my own little show on there every Friday before our games. But at the time, I just wasn't thinking about that as a career for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to College of Ball State, majored in marketing, just a business major. Right. And, you know, but just through networking and connections, got a chance to come out to L.A., start working at Fox Sports. And now I've just been grinding and, and maneuvering in this space. But it's just crazy hearing everyone's different, unique paths. Some people go more the traditional route. Like you say, you, you know what you you know what you want to do in right. turn. Boom, boom, boom. But then there's so many other unique stories. And we had uh, what Jamie, Jimmy Maggio on mm-hmm. a few like weeks ago. And she was telling us back in her days, like she had a boss at like a major network who told her early in her career that if she wanted to really be successful and, and take off, she should do Playboy for a little while. Like, I guess that was an actual thing for women, I guess, early on that they were actually got to go that route to get yeah. so i'm like it's just it's just interesting well, to hear the different angles yeah doesn't surprise me i suppose that would never fly now let's just right uh, never. yeah like in no way if i had like an only fans i would be able to do local tv it's just not happening <laughs> that's just not happening um, right but yeah no it's and that's why i always tell people who are in the business like you have to just focus on your own path because everybody's is so different but like yeah you're going to be discouraged half the time when you see some people's how they get to where they are. And you're like, what? But like, it's because you just never know how you get there. Yes. Real. It's all unique. Then let yes. me ask you this one thing. I mean, the, the time and like everything has shifted now. So I were like, I feel like women in this space are killing it. They're getting more opportunities, but just from a woman's perspective, are there still some things like this within this space that you feel like needs or could be improved or needs to be changed? Or do you feel like, no, like I get the opportunities that I, that I deserve and things are kind of rolling in the right direction. I do feel like opportunity wise, like Mm -hmm. I really, you do like, there's a fair share. There's definitely a lot of opportunities for females to get into roles. And when it comes to, there's still some people who watch TV who I recently got a message like three weeks ago uh, from a guy in Indianapolis Mm. watching channel 13 because uh, they hired a girl to do sports. That was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so there's still some of that. I will say I'll step into a press conference room for the Colts. And most of the time it's me and maybe one other girl. And there's about mm. 20 to 25 men and mm. that's fine. Yeah. Um, but that just shows you like, especially in the writing side, there's still yeah. a lot of improvements that can be made. I just don't think there's a lot of females who go into print journalism as much as there is television. Right. Um, and the other thing is, you know, sometimes I do feel like maybe we get a lot of interviews that a guy wouldn't, but I sometimes find that 
it's harder to not blur a line. Like um, sometimes athletes expect things because you're a female where, and then you may not get an interview because you didn't give them what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it were, you know, my boss, who's a male who did that, that would never even come into play. They would either do it or they wouldn't. Um, So sometimes you feel like you have to tell a line and be a little nicer than you should be because you want to make sure you, you get, an interview. And I, I don't like that. A lot of times, most guys are, are pretty good, but you do cross that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, cross people who, you know, tr- try to get something in return and that ain't mm. happening. Um, and then it, and then it sours the relationship a little bit because you're just trying to be a professional. Whereas guys don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Never have to think about that or worry about that. Or am I being too nice? Am I not, if I, did I give the wrong impression? Like, I hope not. Uh, guys don't have to worry about that. So those are the only things, but opportunity wise, um, I've been very blessed and I've had a lot of men in my career that have helped me get to where I am. They've hired me here yeah. in Colabro, you know, pushed to hire me as well. Um, you know, people in my past, I've always worked with a male sports director. Um, and they've been good to me and the writers here in India, especially are, are super gracious when it comes to me asking questions and I pick their brain. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I'm grateful for that. I've been surrounded by a lot of good men. That's beautiful. And I, I yeah. definitely we just encourage you to just keep doing that, because like you said, it's certain situations where, you know, there's this this girl who's trying to get to, you know, where you are, may have hit a few bumps in a row just like that. Yeah. And that may just cause her to discourse and go another direction. But, you know, keep going, keep driving. And, you know, you know, people like yourself, you know, they see other people in those rooms doing the same thing that just gives them motivation to, you know, keep going and, you know, want to inspire to be, you know, that that bomb journalist or broadcaster. So. Definitely Gotta support each other. To Got to. Got to, 100%. And for the guy that was in your DM, he probably in the basement somewhere eating some pizza rolls. And Oh, I called him out. <laughs> oh, you I did? Yeah. And I, I think his name was Matt. I responded. It was like on Facebook, like for everybody mm-hmm. to see. And if you're going to be bold enough to post that, I'm going to respond. Yeah. So I said, hey, Matt, I don't remember what his name is. I said, um, if there's ever a time you'd like to talk sports with me, I'd love to talk about it one-on-one. Let me know. Um, Happy New Year. And he wrote mm-hmm. back and said, I'm sorry for being... Um, for what I said, I maybe should get with the times. And I said, I appreciate that. Damn. Uh, half the time. You know, he... If you're bold enough to say it, then I'm going to talk yeah. to you back. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. You don't just get a platform to just do whatever you want. Or in that same thread, somebody told me I wear too much makeup, which I have none on now. So thank you so much. <laughs> <Let him know. laughs> somebody else wrote, she always wears the wrong colors to Colts games. Like you're going to wear black when it was a Raiders game. And I said, it's black. black. It's a neutral said, color. <laughs> And I said, if you want to pay for my clothes, please, I, I, I like Venmo me. I, I'll send you my name. I have Cash App. Yeah. That's PayPal, fun. whatever you want to do. That's Quick Apple Pay, whatever. <laughs> man, don't worry. I know it's harder, you know, or easier said than done. Man. But don't worry. Uh, How are you fun. people? They just talking shit because they want your attention. And they know mm-hmm. that if I say something negative, that might catch their eye. Because this exactly. is human nature for us to like want to naturally respond and stuff because you're talking shit. So you keep doing your thing, man. Let let the haters hate. They wish they were in your position. You know, I I like the trash talk. I get some crazy DMs myself. Yeah, I, I bring it on. I'm going. I'm competitive too. So hey, talk crazy. So <laughs> please bring it back. So, but let, let's go back to your career. So, um, obviously, like you said, you know, after you left Florida State, you went to Alabama for your first uh your first job. Um, explain just kind of how that was. Your first role. Were you nervous? Like I'm trying to understand, like. How, how was that? How do you feel? So like I had the job lined up before I even graduated college, which is rare. And I got very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in Dothan, Alabama, which is very small. So it's market 179, which for people who don't know, this country is divided into 210 markets, 
210 mm. is the smallest. I oh, was wow. 179. So it was very Damn. small, but it gives you an opportunity to cut your teeth and make mistakes. And, and the community really supports you because they all watch local news and they love sports in Alabama. So um, it was definitely nerve wracking, but I was put in position to be able to thrive and make the mistakes and have opportunity. Like I just had a lot of opportunity, especially when you cover Alabama and Auburn, you know, that mm-hmm. first six months in, I went to a national championship in Pasadena, California. Crazy. And it was just, it was nuts, you know? And, and so you, you meet a lot of people along the way and you build a confidence there. And then and you realize like, okay, I can hang. If I watch my stuff from back then, I would probably cry. It's probably so bad. You think but so? <laughs> I, I haven't watched recently. It's just like, it's just different. Your my voice is very like, still very, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm young, um, yeah. but it was the best experience ever. Cause it's a bunch of like 22, 23 year old young aspiring journalists who like moved to a small, small ass town in Alabama. Yeah. None of us are, we all come from probably way, way bigger places, you know, Massachusetts. I, you know, one friend from there and one from LA, one from who's still my best friend, one, you know, me from South Florida. And you just kind of like learn to live paycheck to paycheck in a small town yeah. and like soak in the environment. And it was the best experience I've ever had. I love it. Sometimes yeah, it, it's crazy that those, those, mo- those moments of like early years where, you know, you're kind of a struggle, but you're learning and you're building yeah. together. Those are the moments that really stand out. Those are the moments that mean the most. And sometimes they just, you know, probably where you're at now, looking back, I'm assuming that you really appreciate just that, that growth and that journey. You know what I'm saying? Those were like really transformative years. You learn a lot mm-hmm. about yourself and how to like mm-hmm. live on your own and your parents aren't there even like close. So it's like, you know, it's yep. just all of you guys. And when a lot of your friends are still at home, you know, you're working weekends and you're working these weird hours. You're not mm-hmm. going home for holidays. So it's like you learn a lot about you and how you can live on your own and how you make new friends everywhere you go. Like I have to make new friends everywhere I go. Yeah. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I have friends all over the country. Right. Um, right. But like, yeah, it's, it's definitely a grind. Like this business is not for the pain of heart. Um, but Dothan, Alabama, I will always give credit to because it was such a great place. And the people, the people, you know, definitely the state has a lot of growth to do when it just comes to life. Yeah. Um, but I will always say they're the kindest. There's so much you can learn there. Um, and it's just, it's a cool place. And they love their sports. Shout out to Dothan, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama. It's also, which weirdly enough, is called the Circle City. Because it's built on a circle. So then I moved here and found out this was called the Circle City. And I was like, what the hell? I've come from right. There's something there. There's something there. Come on now. Right. I don't want to get spiritual, but hey, come on now. (laughs) It was meant to be. It was meant to be. No, I love it. I love it, man. So yeah, jump in. No, no, I was gonna say, Taylor. I mean, obviously moving forward, um, I guess uh you spent two years at WHNT in Huntsville. Um, shout out, shout out to Alabama AM. Uh, my sister so goes there. Yes. Yeah. So I've been there a few times. I've been able to see the campus. Beautiful. I love like just kind of the, the Huntsville vibe. Um, definitely gives me a lot of different things as far yeah. as, uh, you know, what I'm looking at when I'm visiting. Um, but obviously you cover Alabama, the Auburn games, the entire SEC. I guess talk to us a little bit about. So now you're in the SEC. You're covering those type of games. So that's yeah. prime time. You with, you know, future NFL players. So it's a big market. I guess, how was that transition for you covering games in that environment? Was mm-hmm. it stressful? You know, did you find yourself, you know, being a bit nervous being in that type of market? Because I kind of consider like Auburn, Alabama, it's kind of like a notch away from the NFL, the way some of those <laughs> players are getting treated. hundred percent. Right? No, it is. It's almost harder to cover that than it is the NFL because the access is just so much harder because they're kids and they still have so many rules. Yeah. Um, I've found that professional sports is almost easier to cover. Mm-hmm. Um 
It was awesome. I mean, it was a lot. And those days are long. I would sometimes leave the house at 6 a.m. and wouldn't get home until 3 a.m. And driving three, three and a half hours to go to these Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa and Auburn just because of where I was located mm-hmm. in the state. Um, but you're watching like, and I would shoot every game. I was also the photographer. So mm-hmm. you shoot it, you edit it, you get it on, you shoot your own standups because I didn't have a Damn. photographer. You get it on air, it would make it on at six o'clock, then you turn something for 11, then you head home. Damn. So it was definitely Jeez. high stress situations, but it was always right. so much fun. And you would have to remind yourself the environment that you're in. Like, this is big time football. Like, I went to right. Death Valley. I went to LSU for LSU, Alabama in 2000 and maybe 15, 14, might have been 14. Mm-hmm. And it was 0 0 into the fourth quarter. It was a night game at LSU. And it was like, just, it was late. Like, it was like <laughs> insane. Like, there's nothing like it. And, um, you know, that was, it was a grind. You know, I, I drove that whole way just that day and drove back. Like we stayed in a crappy hotel, like next to a gas station in like Slidell, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, And just like little things like that, but like nervous. Yeah. But like, you're in such a, you're like, your adrenaline's always so high when you're in those events that it was like, it's game day. Like it's just, just yeah. (laughs) I'm the rock. And you get to see some really incredible players do their thing on every Saturday there. You look at the, I watch the NFL now and every game I'm like, Alabama, Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> Auburn, LSU. <laughs> right, it's not. It's insane. Man, I couldn't imagine just being being in that environment. Obviously, you're grinding. You got a job to do, but it's also just it's fun as hell, and that's why I like being in this space. It's like any job you do is gonna be hard. It's gonna be work. So why not pick something that's also got a little you know that's exciting, fun? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what yeah. I always say. It's like yeah, it's a grind and it's a lot of work, but like this is what I call my job. I'm very lucky. That's real, 100. Yeah. percent Now, if I'm not mistaken, I, you might have mentioned it earlier. Um, you were at the, were you still in school when Florida State won the national title or were you, you were at the I, game though, right? Yeah. So I just graduated in 2000, the spring of 2013. Then they won that 2013 title. So I was like Got six you. months into my first job. And since I was covering Auburn and because Dothan was still so close to Tallahassee, it was like an hour and 45 away. Yeah. And we had players, we had a player on, obviously on Auburn and on FSU. Um, we went to Pasadena. So I got to be there. I was standing in the end zone when, um, was it Calvin Benjamin caught the pass? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it caught the pass from Jameis Winston. I was in the end zone. And I was like, it was so hard not to cry just because it was like it's emotional already. Yeah. And then it was my alma mater, and I'm I was only a few months removed. That's so, what I was so, asking. So, so it's so like it hit a little different. It, it, yeah. yeah. So so you so you were working the game. Yes, I was working. That's ah, oh, that's tough as hell. It's like you gotta get the you gotta get the, the, the day off i think that day like, that's like, like come on go for free i got a free trip oh, you okay. can't beat that um, yeah, yeah which yeah, was yeah. cool but i will never forget going in that auburn locker room after and everybody was crying that was my first taste of like Ooh. how to how to navigate a locker room when it's like miserable yeah um it was really sad i'll never forget <laughs> hysterically crying i was just like yeah y'all blew that but <laughs> right right she's like damn that sucks but hey <laughs> So, so Taylor, that brings up a, a question for me, like, obviously, like, you know, the profession that you guys are in, there's a lot of situations that you guys have to be put in, mm. regardless of the outcome in the situation, right? Yeah. Um, I see a lot of situations how like after NBA post game, how frustrated they get up on a podium and be like, all right, what the hell y'all want? Like, so it yeah. must be hard for you guys to like get questions out and, and get everything you need, despite, you know, however that person's feeling, I guess, how, I guess, how do you maneuver your way into those situations to really get the quality information that you want after somebody just got whooped on? Well, it starts with building relationships during the week. 
Like, mm. you know, it starts with laying a foundation of them trusting you as a person and you being just a normal human. Like, let's have a conversation. I'm not here to be like, so what happened? Like, Hey, right. tell me how you're feeling. Like yeah. what, what happened? Like, like, like I'm your friend. Like I, you can talk to me about it and I'm not trying to make it. So it's like a business transaction necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, Starts during the week when you build foundations with players and they earn that trust. And that's why it's been so hard the last few years. We don't have locker room anymore. Oh, um, COVID. Yeah. But during the week, you would get to go in the locker room and kind of schmooze a little bit and get to know people. Now it's just podium. So that, you know, we have Jonathan Taylor. I've never actually met him in person, like in a one on one face to face at his locker where we can just bullshit. Um, it's all podium for the most part or mm. Zoom. So that stings. That's but tough. um, that, that's how you do it. You kind of just, you let them talk and there's going to be times when players just like, don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just kind of leave it be. Um, I find that more in the NBA than I do in the NFL. Um, but for the most part, people here, they're pretty good about it and they know what their job is. And sometimes it'll be short answers, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been too, too bad. Nice. Gotcha. Is, is there a particular, and I, I'm, you don't have to answer, but is there a particular moment, even if it's not, in the NFL, maybe it was college, like a particular yeah. interview or somewhere. It just, uh, it just, it, it didn't go south because of you, but it just the player just had a bad day or bad game, and they just kind of gave you a crazy ass response or, or was kind of rude. Is it something that stands out for you that you can actually say? I can't remember, but I want to say like Eric Ebron, like more times than not, was like that when he mm. was playing for the Colts. Yeah. Um, if they had a bad day, like you, you'd be able to tell from him. You would just know it. <laughs> yeah. And he, would, and he would tell you like it is. And I always appreciate, I did always appreciate that. He always was good for a good soundbite. Um, right. <laughs> of course. But I, if, if anyone sticks out to me, like, and he would cuss and just, and Darius Leonard's a lot like that too, but he'll talk to you. Yeah. He won't necessarily be short, but he'll talk to you and he'll tell you exactly how he's feeling. And sometimes, and he'll call out reporters. He's never done it to me, um, but uh, he does it. <laughs> and, and, and I've just been part of the exchange just to see like, okay. We're moving right. on here. We're done. Yeah. Next. Yeah. We got what we needed. <laughs> nah, so I, I just thought about something, Taylor. Uh, I'm just thinking back, like, when you left FSU, they had, like, obviously, like, Calvin Benjamin, Jameis Winston, uh, LaMarcus Joyner, right? Um, yeah. I love they had, um, they had some dogs there at FSU. Some, they just had some dogs. Jalen Ramsey, like, those, just kind of all of those players. Oh, Ramsey was, damn, um, he was there, wasn't he? I guess, <laughs> did you find yourself, like, building, like, good friendships with any of them, like, on campus or seeing them around at all? It's, it's funny. Like, when I was in college, I didn't really hang out with football players, which is really weird. Like, and mm. I didn't, it, the covering them was a lot different. Like, I did it just for classes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't really get to do it that much. But, like, there's a few that I'm still... Mark was white when he played for Florida state, he yeah. was from Dothan, Alabama. So like, I still keep in touch with him. He has a food truck. Oh, nice. You're dope. Um, Terrence Brooks. I'm still friendly with, yeah. uh, he's still in the league uh-huh. doing his thing. And, and I was always friends with him. There was a couple of guys like Nick Moody. There was a couple of guys that we were always like friendly with. Cause they ran with similar crowds. Some of them yeah. were in some fraternities, gotcha. um, but yeah, I mean, it is helpful. Um, my first interview ever, ever live on TV was pro day. Um, at FSU, I was on ESPN three and I, I have no clue where that tape would be, but it was Xavier Rhodes. Oh, what? So when, he came, when he got signed by the Colts, it was like, hi, oh my gosh, here's this picture. And we like said, ha ha, hey, FSU, yeah. whatever. So that's always nice. Like you always have that connection. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's, that's helpful. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. probably more now, like from covering Alabama and Auburn, like, um, a couple of Alabama players I'm still really tight with, um, mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of guys from Auburn. So 
when you're when I was covering them more as an adult is when you maintain those relationships. When I was in college, I was like, la, la, la. yeah, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Thing. Nah, I definitely got you there. Um, so obviously, let's let's fast forward to now. You're you're in the great city of Indianapolis, uh, yeah. continuing to grow your career. So just first of all, before we talk about just kind of your job now and how you're liking it, how tough was it for you to move to Indy? You like you're from Florida. You've been in, you've been down south your whole life. It came to the Midwest, Indianapolis, totally different culture. It had to be a tough decision. Yeah, no, when you have to do it for the job, the sports hooked me. It was like the, the sports here is great. Yeah. Um, so that would that way I was like not super disappointed, like I'm going to some shitty town. Like India's right. a great, it's a cool city. Yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit of a hidden gem. The only reason people don't move here is because it's cold. Yeah. Um, I was nervous for that. I can't lie. Like living in the snow, I've never done it. Like driving in the snow, I was nervous. It's not terrible. It's not like Chicago here. It's not as bad. Yeah. That wind kick a little different. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not that bad. It's not the worst, but I was nervous, but the culture here is a lot like Alabama that people are very friendly. There's still small towns and people really take you in. Um, They care. Like the Hoosier hospitality is real. That's very similar to Southern hospitality in that sense. Um, And I still like that you get like the city feel, Mm -hmm. Um, but the towns are like still kind of small. Yeah. And they all go to high school games still. Like, I don't yes. know. That doesn't happen in South Florida. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. But so I mean, like, listen, our high school games are kind of, you know, you got Warren Central. That, that's the powerhouse. Yeah, you got Warren Central. I love Warren. You love Warren? Yeah. I'm a see, that's Warren. Why I, see, that's why I knew. That's why I rock so, with you, Tam. And then we got to get you to some LC games. Look, like, <laughs> time, times I'm, are changing. I'm, a, big, now. I'm a Mick girl. I'm a Mick girl for sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. 100%. 100%. I'm a Mick girl. Hey, don't rock with Carmel, though. I'm sorry, right, bro. You know, Carmo, Carmo, and CG not in the mic no more. Really? They're not. They're not in the mic anymore. They're not, bro. They're independent. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I need bro. to come back home. Okay. Times they are changing. <laughs> it's changing, bro. But then, those are both. Those are two fun programs to cover too. Yeah. They got. They got some talent. Yeah. On the basketball court too. It's fun. It's fun Absolutely. to watch. I love but it. Indy's a cool city. I don't. I would never knock Indy. I actually really like it here. I think. It's a good place to, I really do think like if people want to move here and you can bear the cold for some time, like mm-hmm. it's a cool place to live and raise a family for sure. Yeah. It's, it, and I would like, I would just say like, it's, it's comfortable, like, yeah. you know, it's not, not too crowded, you know, you don't get the traffic that you'll get in the big cities and things like mm-hmm. that. You don't wait in long lines like you would at a bigger city and things like that. You just get all of the stuff that, that you can from a big city here quicker, more efficient, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, Facts. I enjoy, I enjoy it. So a lot of people say the Super Bowl that was in Indy uh, against against was it 2006? No, it was later than that. No, that was, uh, was we were in college. We were in, yeah, no, no, we were in high school, I think. 13, maybe? You was in college, probably. I was probably yeah, in high in college, school. Yeah. <laughs> 12 or 13. Yeah. But I remember just being downtown, just, just, just in the mix. And a lot of people said that that was like their favorite Super Bowl because Indy is like, you got all these nice hotels. J, the JW's right there. Yeah. And everything's like in walking distance. The bars, the... Yeah. And everything's clean. So people say that that's one of their favorite Super Bowls. So it did a great job for the national championship a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of people, you know, were, were nervous about it being so cold. And it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the compliments afterwards for the city were really nice and how well they did. And, and props to the city. They, they can host. They can host with the best of them. Man. No, no one does it like Indianapolis when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah. Three one seven. Yeah. Snaptown. So tell us how, how you know, how has it been working at, you know, WTHR? Like just. Your experience there, share your experience with the porch. It's been fun. Like, I, I mean, it's a grind every day, just like any other market I've lived in, but the sports here are awesome. WTHR is great. Dave Calabro is great. Um, mm-hmm. 
obviously, you know, you being from Indy, everyone knows WTHR here, Come but on now. Uh, you get great sports. You got Colts, you got Pacers, you got the fever, you got uh, great high school sports. The football especially is growing immensely. The basketball is obviously great. And you have racing, which, as you can see, I'm, I'm a big, race, yeah. <laughs> I'm a big race fan. I like racing. So um, there's the Indy 500 is just like the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. And whether you like racing or not, it's just the best. Crazy so, it's just been a, it's been a great experience. I've been here three and a half years and it flew by half of it was pandemic, but you know, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it, it's, I can't, I, I couldn't ask for a better place truly to work in a better city with, when it comes to sports, the people here are just awesome. And we have some great, the people that I cover are really good. Like we don't have any divas for the most you know- part. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I it's think about it. I think about the Pacers and the Colts. There's not really like a no. but it's, it's it's funny, it's funny that you say that because it's like when I look at some of those bigger teams and I'm looking at like players who are going into free agency, it's mm-hmm. like you almost want to almost take a diva, take uh. a chance on a diva though, just because obviously it'll, it'll sell tickets. People love Lance Stevenson. I think he's a diva. You think so? <laughs> they love I haven't him. gotten a chance, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him. I- I wouldn't call Lance a diva. Not I think a, he's a, he, he's a character. Yes. He's a character. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. Let me rephrase that. Okay, yeah. when I mean diva, I just mean like just a guy, somebody who stands out, somebody who gets right. that extra attention. You know, yeah. somebody that yes. you know people will always see. You know, before anything, right? Right, right, um, right, right. But I just, I just think the coach really do pride themselves on like that clean cut look. Like they don't really take chances on you know people who are maybe a little rough around the edges, you know, to get, to get the job done. I think if they do though, it'll change the game just a little bit. Um, so and there's going to have to be a little tweaking in the, in the, in their like a way of life over there. Like maybe what you're doing isn't necessarily working. So we got to change something. You know what so I mean? Don't be surprised if there are some names that maybe you wouldn't have expected a couple of years ago. They're still going to get people who don't have, obviously they're never going to sign like an Antonio Brown. But right. <laughs> um, yeah. don't be surprised if they look into someone that you'd be like, oh, I never thought that would have been a fit. Well, right. it is now. Okay, okay. T- Taylor, hey, she hey. might know some. I was about to say. She, she, she might, might know some. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I do know that uh, they're going to have to go for some big names. And some of those names come with a price. Yep. Yeah. Facts. And before we transition, since seeing that we're on that topic, I know me and Darnell were talking talking yesterday. If the Rams win the championship, I think a lot of NFL teams will start using that same method of like, hey, we need to win now. So let's get these superstars on the team so we can go. I agree. They are loaded. <laughs> well, I agree. And the, the Colts don't make moves during the season. You never see them make moves. Right. Um, so they're going to have to start being a little bit more aggressive when it comes to those situations because it, it did work for them. But they also do have a quarterback that I believe is obviously light years ahead of Carson Wentz. Facts. Yeah. yeah. So we got so, yeah, to bring in those pieces and those pieces did help. True. And yeah. Change the game for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Other pieces and a good offensive system, as you can see, like look at the Niners. Jimmy G isn't like incredible, good quarterback, solid, but I, I would kind of put him in a, a comparison of like a Carson Wentz, like that category, maybe a little yeah. better, but, yeah. but you put them, you put good pieces around them, good system and you got a chance to go to Super Bowl. So, so like an instance true. you would talk about is like, if the Colts would sign someone like an OBJ, like, He's right. not necessarily, he doesn't have a bad, necessarily a bad track record. He hasn't done anything, but he's definitely made headlines, right? Right, yeah. right, right, right. But you might have to, you might have to sign a player like that because he's a game changer. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I see yeah. what you're saying. We've all played sports. We we all know like, yeah, we had teammates at, at any level where like, you know, this guy or this girl might be a little extra, but man, they're going to make some plays. They're going to make some plays. <laughs> you got to deal with that. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. So, like, all right, let's go to our uh, our final segment, our quick hitters. Um, uh, so, first question here: What's your favorite interview of your career so far? And then tell us maybe your most embarrassing interview or on air experience you've had so far in your career. It's so hard to say. I haven't had like that elite. I don't feel like I've even had that like elite, elite interview yet. But like because I'm a big racing fan, mm-hmm. whenever you interview Roger Penske. it's just it's so exciting because he's just like this epic man and he's just still like this sweet southern gentleman who was like just a billionaire very crazy (laughs) when i first moved to indy my first day on the job was to sit down with frank reich and that was really cool that was a really good experience for me nice um obviously i've never gotten saban one-on-one but those press conferences were always fun um so those i was always just grateful to be part of those because it taught me how to be bold enough to ask questions Mm -hmm. Uh, which is something that I do now. And a lot of people like will sit there and stay quiet. But when you work in that environment and he challenges you to be better, I always respected that. My most embarrassing, I've never really been that embarrassed on TV, which I'm so grateful for. Okay. okay. But in my first market, one time I tried to say Harry, Harry Potter. And I said, Harry Potty. (laughs) And this is like the dumbest (laughs) story, but I, and I literally couldn't stop laughing the rest of the segment. Oh man, do we have do we have that on tape somewhere? No, Can we, we see don't. that? It, no, oh, we don't. God. And it was nothing even embarrassing. It wasn't even like that big of a deal. But for some reason, I just like couldn't get my giggles out. Yeah, and that was probably um, the worst. I've been rolling. Yeah, other, like other than that, it, I've been okay. I've been. Thank you. <laughs> no, hearing other people laugh and they can't stop yeah, makes exactly. me laugh. That's what I, that's now what we I'm all just say. laughing. <laughs> it was just so embarrassing. It was like Harry Potty, and I was like, no, my God, no, 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 no. and it was just over from there. Got you. No, I love it. I love it. So I guess for you, Taylor, I guess who would you consider, I guess, who's your Mount Rushmore of, of sports reporters at this point? Ooh. Okay. So at this point, I, it's hard to say because like it changes all the time when new people come in, but I will say like who I like now, but when it, if you look at like the history of it, Susie Colbert, mm. I think it's amazing uh, yep. what she does on Monday night. She's just so much fun. And I, I try to watch how she interacts with the guys, uh-huh. how she carries the show since she is the host. Yeah, uh, She's just always herself mm. and she's very intelligent and she's very good at what she does. And I just like respect her hustle and she's worked her way up. She worked in local TV. Yeah, uh, She did some racing stuff too um, in her history. Uh, so Susie Colbert's like one of the OGs, you know, yeah. um, nowadays people that I watch that I really, really admire their work and, and, and how they go about their business. Laura Rutledge is like a one. Yes. Um, if you ever watch NFL live in the afternoons, they're Thanks. incredible. That whole show is great. Um, with Mina Kimes too. She's great. But Laura Rutledge, just, she's also just the nicest person. Personality. Um, I haven't met her yet, but just watching her. She's so fun and just good energy. Great. Yeah, and just it, you know, em- emulating her. Um, obviously, when you look at Aaron Andrews and Chris Thompson, mm-hmm. they're they're elite. Um, Fox Sports, shout I out. Appreciate, yes, I appreciate yeah. their personalities too, and how they're very much themselves. Um, and when it comes to storytelling, always Tom Rinaldi is the note mm. of all storytelling. So when I try to write stories, I think like, what would he say? Yeah. Um, so I would say those people and Kay Adams, I've really started to kind of watch a lot too because I feel like. Uh, she's really, really good at what she does um, on NFL Network. And, that's um, dope. She's a G, so I love it. But that's my it. Mount Rushmore right there for now. Nice. Love, showing love. Now, I'm going to switch the gears a little bit. Obviously, from Indy, I'm a bigger guy, as you can see. I love food. Tell yeah. me, what's your favorite place to eat in Indianapolis so far? Talk well, to me. I need you guys to tell me your favorites, too, so I can go. I Since I live downtown, yes, I eat at Livery. Livery and Union Livery. 50 like, my favorite spots. Livery is, like, the best Yes, they got them empanadas. Yeah, like South American. 
South American food. Yeah. I eat it every day of my life. It's mm. the greatest of all time. So that of all my indie restaurants is probably like livery is my, my go-to. Ooh. Bolo, what, what's your, because it's crazy. Obviously me growing up there, like you would think like you should have one, but it, it's kind of changed. So it's not there anymore. But one of my favorites before they took it away or then the business shut down uh, was Scotty's Brew House. We had it in Muncie uh, at Ball State as well, but it was also in Indianapolis. And they would on Mondays they would have like all you can eat wings for I think it was ten dollars. Then they upped it a few dollars. But mm-hmm. Taylor, when I tell you I took advantage of that, I took advantage <laughs> of that. I probably had like thirty wings. Yes, Going crazy. Yeah. So right now, now it, what's the bar? What's the sports bar? Oh, uh, Ale Emporium. Ale Emporium. <laughs> Emporium. Harmanaki wings. Harmanaki wings. <laughs> Hermanaki wing. Yeah. How'd you know I was gonna say that, Taylor? How'd you know I was gonna say that? Because it's all it's on my list too. Yeah, crazy. Hermanaki Emporium. Then yeah. I like the Eagle too. The Eagle got some fire food Eagle's too. Eagle's good too. It's right across Chicken. from my house. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And then I like the steak. It's the steak spot. A lot of people don't don't really know about. It. It's called High Park. Ooh. They just reopened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had it like I want to say about a year, two years ago, I think. I think pre-COVID I had it and it was fire and then nobody really knew about it. But the food was off the chain, though. It's kind of over there by the JW on that side. Yeah. So like yep. A little bit out of the thick of it. Ooh. Uh-huh. Fire, bro. I'm about to fly back to Indy, man. I, I'm about to mix a little bit. Come on down. <laughs> real. Hey, Bolo, what's that spot me used to go to uh, for lunch breaks uh, over in Carmel? It's just like a, it's like a New Orleans type of. Uh, Are you, you talking the, about yats? I like yats. I'm sorry. I know. I like yats. Yats is good. We have one downtown now too. Yeah. Yeah. When it's cold outside, get you some yats. Come on now. Dumbo. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. You talking my language? I have to go there tomorrow. <laughs> got you. Got you. Okay. You want to jump in next, Bolo, for the next yeah. one? Yeah. So, all right. Shoot it straight, Taylor. Obviously, you know, sports reporting. You got a lot of a lot of things going in a lot of different directions. What's the craziest DM you've ever gotten? Ooh. <laughs> craziest? Keep it. This is the people port, are, so you can you can keep it real with us. People are just weird. Like people just like say really weird things. Like I, my thing is the weirdest thing is like people will go and like my stories or like they'll respond to my stories and it yeah. goes to my like spam box. Uh-huh. They'll go for like two years straight, and I'm like, you guys, I haven't responded one <laughs> what? time. What makes you think I'm going to respond this time? I got one this week, and I guess that says. Hey, can I fly you to Italy for dinner? <laughs> Obviously fake, but right. I almost wrote them back. Like, sure. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Having right. the information, I'll be there. Honestly, I don't have anything that's like super weirdly creepy. Actually, I do. It's really sexual though. And I, that is not safe for work, but it was to the point where it was like, they saw me at a football game. Yeah. And I forgot about this one. They saw me at a cathedral football game this year. And I guess. And it was an account that didn't follow anyone. So it was almost like they made the account just to message me. Got you. Right, right. And they sent me like an explicit breakdown of what they would like to do. And I was like, whoa. And it was it was a lot. It was a lot. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to go now and block this account. But I don't know who you are. And then every time I went to Cathedral game after that, I was like, I have no clue. I looked in the stands. I was like, somebody swiveled, though. On the yeah, like, who was looking at me? And I was like, wait, I just need to know if you send that DM to someone. Did they write? And I wrote them back. What'd you say back to them? And I said, I said, um, if you're going to be bold enough to say this to me, who Let are me you? see you. It's right. Yeah. Account. I said, if it's a fake account, I can tell. Like, so who are you? Don't hide behind the account if you want to say something like that. Right. Right. My thing is, listen, 
if you if you're gonna be bold, like you want to you want to shoot your shot, you want to shoot your shot. Because listen, maybe maybe she's attracted <laughs> yeah. to you. Maybe she likes what you're saying, and maybe you would have a chance. But if I don't know who you are, then it's you a waste of time. In the dark. It was just the boldest DM I've ever gotten, and I was like, I have to, what the heck. Damn, Taylor, you you teasing the porch. I almost want you to say it, but I get it. I don't want to put you. I know you, you know. <laughs> I, I, I literally couldn't read it. It was just about what they would like to do with me in the bedroom. And I was like, this, and it was very visual. And I was like, hold on a second. Ooh. You made a whole account just to message me this. Right. I know what you did because I could see. It was right. a brand new account. And I was just like, yo, you guys are out here. I need to know if that works on people. Right. <laughs> Not you can't be bold like that. I'll say, yeah, you I, can't I, be. I think that scares people more than anything, right? Like, okay. I mean, shoot, unless sure. you somebody with that billion dollar per, uh, person, maybe, maybe that, <laughs> maybe that works Join for the big. Maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, so next one. You said you were in a sorority. You mentioned it a couple times, so I got to ask you this: craziest party that you attended, or crazy is the event that you did at FSU? Talk to me. There were so many. Like, ah, you got like, one. You got one to stand out. Something is on the front of your mind right now. You're thinking about it right now. No, just like um, whenever they would have like shows, it was never at it was never at a fraternity house that I felt like those were like the biggest parties. Okay. Um, some tailgates got pretty rowdy, but it was always at this place called Bajas. Bajas. Um, and 2020, that was like the big club, one of the two of the mm-hmm. big clubs there, and it would get crazy. And those <laughs> nights would be just like. Out of control. So I would say those nights, and then always, um, um, like Fisi would have Christmas. This one fraternity would have Christmas parties, and those were like next level Christmas parties. The Fisi Christmas parties were fun. I'll give you that. That those were, those were some of the craziest nights to the point where like you just slept on a random couch, and that was the end of the night. Yeah, we we've all been there, but yeah, all been there. Where, where the hell am I at? What the. I think I'm getting yeah. a headache just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I see Christmas parties for sure. Man, man, man. Memories. I love okay. it. So so we'll transition. Um, This is our next segment called This or That. So um, we'll ask you a few questions and just pick one. So we're going to put you on the spot here. You okay. got to give us just one answer. So uh, the first one here is D-Wade or LeBron James? Dwayne Wade. All day, huh? I knew I knew you was gonna say that when you said that earlier about D Wade. It's Wade County. I already knew. It's Wade County. I love LeBron, but it's Wade forever. Facts. I I feel feel that. I love it. Next one: Miami Dolphins or the Miami Heat? Miami Heat. Ooh. I I, truthfully, I'm more of a football fan, but for me, it just—it's just—it's always gonna be the Heat for me. I feel it. Okay. Okay. So we got. um, All right. Give me. Devontae Freeman or Jameis Winston? Ooh. Um, <laughs> she said, ooh. <laughs> I, I mean, I know Jameis is a controversial topic, but Jameis. Jameis. He was, he was the motor that made that team go. Mm-hmm. And his, personal, his personality is great. I mean, say yeah. what you want about him, but. Love him. I, I want to meet James. I know, like you said, some people don't like some of the stuff he does, but I, I feel like his heart, at least from the outside looking in, is, is typically in the right place. And it, it, he, he means well, at least seems yes. like that. So I, I would love to just meet him one day. Just, 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 shoot the shit just talk to him. Yeah. I mean, I'm he got some you. crazy speeches. Uh, okay. Last one here. T.Y. Hilton or Darius Leonard? <laughs> You're not going to make me pick between that. I can't. You ain't got to. I know. I got it. I know. I'll put you on the spot. I'm messing with you. <laughs> I will say, I will say this. They're both great men. 
I have really good relationships with both of them. And I don't want to mess those up. So don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. I'm just, I've always, I've always just always, when it comes to the, to the locker room and the interaction, Darius is just the more vocal personality one. So whenever I was in a locker room, we were allowed in there. It was always Darius that I would, you know, gravitate toward when it came to that. So I'm not going to pick size because they're both great in their own right. Yes, of course. Of course. That's my answer to that. I knew that would be a funny one, but I was like, yeah, I know she probably can't answer this, but I'm going to just say it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> uh, so now nah, we were pre- Huh? Good try, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you you got to try. You got to try. Uh, so, yeah. So, hey, obviously, you know, um, big game coming up this weekend, but your episode will be going out the following week after the, the <laughs> NFC Championship games. So I want to ask you, can you make your Super Bowl picks? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I say... Rams Chiefs. Rams Chiefs. That's, and that's that's a strong that's a strong argument because I I got the Rams Chiefs too. We're all in the gray. It's three and zero. I got Rams and Chiefs, man. Like so, I was a little nervous picking the Rams because the Rams have struggled with the 49ers. They haven't beat them like the last like I don't know how many times they played. But at some point, it's like all right, you got to right. get over the hump, you yeah. know. And I'm out here in LA, so like the I know like they're not allowing like the 49ers fans to even come to the stadium. I think it's something weird. We're like. I think you got to be like an L.A. resident to, to get to the stadium. It's, it, yeah, it's, I got to look it up to get the specifics, but they're doing some stuff to where they're going to make sure it's like Rams fans in the house. Because previously, the Niners fans are right. deep in L.A. And mm-hmm. they be taking over SoFi Stadium. So they're like, nah, we're not doing this. This is a chance to get to the uh, Super Bowl. And, uh, man, if that happens, this is going to be a mega star-studded, okay. like, Chiefs and Rams in, in Los Angeles. Are you going to pull up, Taylor? Are you coming to L.A. maybe, or what? Listen, I don't think so. We don't have plans of it, but I, I wish we would. We're NBC. I wish we would, but you never know. I can go beg. I can go beg. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Meet me there. Meet me there. We can make something happen, so. All right, 3-0. Oh. We'll, we'll put some money on it and see what happens. Yeah. Make some bread again. I know Aaron Rodgers uh, lost me some money, though. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to just leave he it at that. He lost me some money, too. I ain't going to lie, man. I'm a little upset. So now we appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, as we close out the show again, keep doing what you're doing. It's amazing. Um, this is our first time getting a chance to actually speak, know. you know, but just from watching your work, following you online and just communicating with you. Like, I just know like the work you do is amazing. Good person, good energy. Keep that mm-hmm. energy as you grow. And uh, now nah, you definitely got two supporters here um, for sure. So 100%. And I'm a porch fan for life. Let's yeah. get it. You heard it. You heard it here first. Hey, Dinell, we're going we gonna to probably have to, like, edit that out just so we can get Taylor saying, I'm a Porsche fan for life. I like that. That might be a real. Is that a real? Got to, bro. Is we that gotta, a TikTok? We got to make it happen. And Taylor, we got to get you to LC. We got a four-star DN. We got a lot going on. We're going Dude. crazy. LC football. I'm just putting them on. That's all. Shout out to I'll LC. There. I'll be there. He said, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> now, tell the people where they can find Taylor at on online any new anything you got going on this your time to just shout it out i keep it simple for you guys i'm taylor tannebaum on twitter and instagram and facebook t-a-n-n-e-b-a-u-m mm. there's no n in the middle so you can find me on all that i'm a big twitter shit talker so you can engage with me on there you know the usual so follow my life that's pretty much what i'm doing right now just uh holding it down in indy that's all i can say Hold it down nap town 317 i love it i love it that town. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the end of the show. Be so blessed. Much. Shout out to Taylor for dropping by, blessing us with our with our presence on the porch. Yes. All right. From the 317 to the West Coast. 
It's Super Bowl weekend coming up. Y'all be blessed. Y'all be safe out there. It's your boy Bolo checking out. Kicking it with my dog d I'm kicking it with Taylor. We are the porch and we are out. Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we need Now we undefeated, if we link, no it's only business If we get to speak and leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs a see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot the sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.